from the Posuk in Parshas Re'e, Chaga Sukkot HaSelech HaShivat Yimim Bozbecham, Egan Lecham, Yikvecho. We've already learned a lot of halachot, among them that the schach has to be Gidude Karka and Medovash Enem Ekabel Tumo. We've learned that from from there, that the schach has to be made from something that grows and it's not can't receive Tumor. <coughs> and uh, we also learned from Taaselech, a principle that I just want to introduce to you today, and we're, we've, it's already been in the Gomorrah a few times and it will appear many more times in the Gomorrah. I just want to int- introduce it conceptually, the idea of Taaselech, that you've got to do an act of creating the sukkah. It can't be really, really created. You've got to do something to make to make a sukkah, and that principle has many, um, uh, many, many implications in, in halacha. Uh, we see it not only in sukkah, we see it also in other parts of halacha. Uh, we learn it also in the case of tzitzit, from gedilim ta'aseh lecha. You've got to make for yourself tzitzit. So also we have by tzitzit ta'aseh velomenasu. And back on Daf Yudalf, we had the story of Ram, Rav Amra Chasidoi, the, the chosid Rav Amram who used to, uh, who was making tzitzis for his wife's begid. So he held that, that it was not a mitzvah sashya says man grammar, that you chay for tzitzis in the nighttime as well, and therefore women have to wear tzitzis. So this is no new thing that women want to wear tzitzis. Rav Amram Chassidah's wife wore tzitzis, and he made them for her, and he used to make them in a way that it was, uh, he would kind of double them up and then snip it, and then you had your eight, your eight ends and Question is whether that was Tas Evalomin Hasui. Amram Chasido is an interesting person because he's, um, he's the one, the famous story at the end of, of Masech de Kiddushin, where there were a bunch of very, very beautiful girls who were kidnapped and were, and were recovered, were redeemed, and they housed them in the house of Rav Amram Chasidoy in his attic. Uh, and to keep them safe, that nobody would go after them, they removed the staircase so that they were stuck in the, in the attic and nobody could get to them. There was one particular girl who was so magnificently beautiful that whenever she passed in the stairwell, it lit up the whole house. And Ravam Ram Chassidoy fell in love with her. And the, um, so much so, he, he single-handedly moved the staircase back to, to where it was and started climbing the stairs. And when he realized what he was doing, he yelled out, there's a fire in the house of Ravam Ram. And the fire brigade came and they said, you've put us to shame. We've come and we've caught you in the act. This is not nice. We shouldn't see this. He said, rather put me myself to shame in front of you than in front of the Rebbeinu Shalom. And that's why he's called Rav Amram Chassidoh. He was, a, he was an, a, an Odom Chassid. So you see, an Odom Chassid is not somebody who doesn't have the urge. A person who doesn't have the urge is not a Chassid. He's just not even a man. An Odom Chassid is a man who has all the urges and passions and is able to overcome them. That's what a Chassid is. So uh, in our Mishnah, we have the case built on, on Tase Lechor, of hachotet begadish lasot lo suka If you have a haystack and you hollow out a place in the haystack for the sukkah, that's not a sukkah. It doesn't even say it's positive. It's not a sukkah, says the Mishnah. And that's because of ta'aseh velo minha he'osu. Further on, on tomorrow's daf, the Gemara gives a, a, a caveat to that, and Omar Ravuna Rav says uh, on, on tomorrow's daf, that's if there isn't a seven square tfochim space, which is the minimum space for a sukkah, already with at least a tefach of height. So it's not a kosher a sukkah. But if it was seven by seven and a tefach high, that only a mouse could get in there, 
and then you hollowed out to increase the, the height, that's okay. So it's not that the sukkah has to be says Rashi over there. Because, because when it was a tefach high and seven by seven, it wasn't a kosher sukkah. And now you hollow it out to make it kosher. What, but, and that's okay. Why, explains Rashi? Because halal tefach ohel hu nimsa shamscha chaloto gadish ucheshechotet bo milamata lamala ad shemagbiya et halal l'shiur gova asara enzu asiyato. When you hollow out more height, that's not called making sukkah. Sharei enu metakin elad fanot. All you're doing is extending the walls. The schach is where it was. You're increasing the length of the walls from one tefach to ten tefachim. And this is, a, this is a classical Rashi that everybody has to know if they're learning Masech Tesuke. And Rashi Lishitosa, you remember we've been learning Rashi consistently holds, Sukkah is Schach. Sukkah is not the walls. We'll have to talk about what about those old that Sukkah is the walls as we learned. But, the, uh, but for, according to Rashi, the walls are not Schach, are not Sukkah. The Sukkah is the Schach. And so here the schach was in place already, even though it was only a tefach and it wasn't a kosher sukkah. Says Rashi, there's no such thing as a sukkah. Sukkah means schach. So if the schach was in place, even though it covered only a tefach of height, and therefore it wasn't a usable sukkah, the schach was schach. And now you're simply raising the schach, which means you're extending the wall. You're not doing anything with the schach. It's like a, a sukkah which is less than ten tefachim high, and you dig, you dig down in order to create a height of ten tefachim. We know that's okay. Why? Because you're extending the walls. You're extending the volume of the sukkah. You're not extending the coverage of the schach. That's an amazing chidush in, in Rashi, which the Rambam Paskins like and is more specific. And says, You don't have to make the sukkah for a shame mitzvah. A lot of people don't understand that. You don't have to make the sukkah l'shem mitzvah. However, you've got to make it l'shem tzel. You've got to make it in order to provide shade. Otherwise, it's not called a sukkah. So a sukkah here, when we're talking about sukkah, we're not talking about a halakhic concept, really. We're talking about a shading coverage created by Gidule Karkash Enamikablim Tuma. And you've created that in order to, to make shade. That's called a, that's called schach, and therefore, says Rashi, that's called sukkah. So, so, so it says the Rambam, astonishingly, but, but we have this all, all through the Masechta, you don't have to make the sukkah l'shem sukkah, you just have to make it l'shem tzel. It's got to be made for the purpose of, of, uh, of shade. It could be a sukkah a goy made, but he made it for shade. Or you made it to shield your animals from the sun. All that is good schach. But if a sukkah is made by itself, look at the Rambam's wording. My son Moshe was, was, was talking to me over the last couple of days about one of the brilliant, the, the part of the brilliance of the Rambam, and there's so much that is so phenomenally brilliant of the Rambam, is his power as a translator. The Gemara and the Rif are all written in Aramaic. The Rambam is all written in Hebrew. So if you want to, to see the most accurate, perfect translation of the Gemara, it's the Rambam. 
And so the Ram that's a phrase in the Mishnah and the, the Gemara, that the Rambam just phrases it. Aval sukkah a sukkah that is made effortlessly. It's made by itself. It's just there. It's automatic. Psula. It wasn't made intentionally. There's got to be intentionality, but this is a, one of the, possibly the only case where the kavona, the intentionality in the mitzvah, is not about the mitzvah. It's, there's something else, there's another intention. You've just got to have the intention that it's made for sukkah. It's not like that with matzah. Shmura matzah has to be made, l'shem matzah, to be eaten on the Seder night. You can't just say, I'm making it to be eaten. That's, that's good enough. No, it's got to be made l'shem matzah. And tzitzis have to be l'shem tzitzis. But the sukkah has to be, the schach has to be l'shem tzel, just to be made there. But it can't be automatic. Sharei lo etc. And, and the Shulchan Aruch paskins that way, and the Ramor adds, but if it isn't done that way, So, as I say, this is an idea that's going to come over and over again in Sukkah, and hopefully we'll have a lot of time to develop and to, and to expand it, but to get some conceptual idea of how does this relate to our whole understanding of the Schach as being the Tzela de Mehemnusa, it's the covering of Hashem, it's the presence of the Shechino, that we feel God's protection in the Sukkah, and that comes from the shade, what's the Taisei Velom in One would think the, the closest you get to Hashem is natural coverage, that if you went under a tree, and the tree is created by Hashem, surely that's the best. Why is Chach created by us from something which is Gidurei Kaga, it's natural, and we make it L'Shem Tzel, then, it's a, then it works. But if it's made naturally, it doesn't work. Why? We would think getting close to nature. People often say the way they get close to Hashem is to go into nature. The way we get close to Hashem is by doing a mitzvah, by being creative. A Jew becomes close to Hashem by his creativity, not by a passive thing of being in nature. Not that it's not beautiful and wonderful to be in nature, but you don't get kedusha there. You can get spirituality in nature, but you can't get kedusha in nature. You get kedusha from doing something. And that's been the Jewish mentality all the time. And someone to say, uh, my, my friend, Rav Yitzchak Lifshitz, is a wonderful Talmud Chacham and Poesach in Yerushalayim, holds that that's part of Jewish creativity generally, the startup nation, is because we've always been a nation that understands you get, you've got to create. It's through human creativity that you experience Kedusha. You can't experience Kedusha without it. And there's a, I've often said to you, when there's an intersection of things that one's learning, that's the, the, one of the greatest indicators that you're meant to notice. So this morning, I'm learning a piece of Reish's Chochmah, which brings a Zohar, and I'm learning the Zohar. And what's the, what does the Zohar say? These words. I'm thinking in my mind as I'm learning it. What am I going to talk to you about? That's meaningful, that's relevant, that's short, uh, that's to the point. What am I going to say? It's such a big sugya. How are you going to do in a few minutes? How are you going to do any justice to Taseh Velomin also? As the thoughts in my mind, the words jump out at me from the page of the Zohar. The Ruach Kudsha Lavhachi and the Ruach, and Ruach Kudsha, the Ruach of Kedusha, is not like the Ruach of Tuma. The Ruach of Tuma, he says in the piece just before this, comes to you free of charge. In those words, he says it. Ruach Tuma, you need no effort and there's no entrance fee. It comes free. When they tell you there's, it's free and there's no entrance charge, always be careful. If it's free and there's no entrance charge, it could be Ruach HaTumah, because that's free. But Ruach HaKodesh, that's not the same. You have to pay the full fare to get Ruach HaKodesh. You want to sit in the economy class, maybe you can get a free ticket. 
but you want to sit in first class with Ruach HaKodesh, full fare. There are no discounts. Uvishtad Lusa Rav, and with an enormous amount of invested effort. Sagi Uvitrakhusu de Grame, and by preparing oneself. Uvitkadutu de Mishkene, and by preparing the home, which means your body. Uvirusa de Libe Venafshe, and by in by building the Zohar, and this piece is, is de- describes how rotsin desire is, is you, you, it's a choice. You don't just have a desire. You can choose what you want to desire. It's an amazing Hiddush in the Zohar that the Reishit Chochmah builds on. You choose desire. And once you've chosen desire, it starts affecting the rest of your body. And you can choose to desire Avoid Hashem. You can choose to desire to come to a shoe. You can choose to desire to come to Davini. You can just come on on automatic, but you can also desire it, and that desiring of it is choice. You can make that choice. And when you make that choice, your whole body aligns to it. All the different avorim, your heart and the body, all start aligning, and it starts becoming easier, and it becomes more natural, but it requires that effort. And we see that, as I've said to you often, the, the idea that when a rule, when a law is universal, it applies in all areas. You know you're dealing with MS, with something that you need to really understand and know. And it's exactly like, like gravity needs no effort. To fall down needs no effort. To stand on the ground needs no effort. But how much effort do you need to defy gravity? How much effort do you need to fly up into outer space? What does that cost? That's what Kedusha is. There's an enormous personal cost to Kedusha. There's a huge amount of effort in Kedusha. There's spanning in that rotson, which is Kedusha. So when we're looking at the schach, don't go and sit under a tree. Don't go and holler out a haystack. And it's ta'aseh. What does the Rambam say? Sukkah shenah seit me'eleho. It's there it is. The sukkah's just there. That's not how Avodah Hashem works. It's got to be ta'aseh. You've got to create it. You can use natural ingredients, but you've got to create it. You've got to build it. Because while you can experience spirituality from nature, you can't experience kudusha in nature. The only way you experience kudusha is from your creations, what you've made through my seah mitzvot. That's why we say olam haba, when we come eventually to olam haba, that's out of all the things we've created, we've made. There's no, there's no free hand out there. It's what we've made. Jews make things, we create things, we build things. And it's the same with Kedusha. Kedusha is experienced from what we build. It's not experienced from what we're given.